Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of the Lauren Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. Okay, so for today, I have Danish filmmaker, award-winning filmmaker, Niels Arden Oplov. He is promoting his new film, Rose, which hit theaters in New York and LA November 15th. It's coming to streaming services very soon, and it's eligible for an Oscar. So I am giving you the heads up about this movie. I think you're going to see and hear about it a lot more in the near future. So this film is called Rose and it stars Sophie Grabel. I have the worst, sorry, I have the worst accent. She's she's a Danish actor and she's in this um, drama called The Killing, which is very, very popular uh, overseas. But Rose is actually about Niels's real life sister who has uh, schizophrenia and his older sister who takes care of her. And guys, this movie... When I tell you I laughed and I cried, I mean, it's so good. I got a screener from the PR company and it's amazing. I wish I could share it all with you guys, but um, you have to go see it yourself or you have to stay tuned and I will update everybody um, when it's out, when it's streaming. But I also want to point out that Niels directed the original Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and I love that movie and we have a brief conversation about that at the end of the interview where he just kind of tells me about the original title and how um, how it's just a really relevant movie in 2023. And anyway, he's a dream. He is like an interviewer's dream. He is very chatty, very lovely to speak with, so friendly. And I'm just, I'm super impressed by him. So uh, without further ado, I will play my interview with Niels Arden Oplev. Hello. Hi, how are you? Very good. Great. Well, I'm Lauren. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. I mean, I I'm kind of uh, in in awe right now talking <laughs> to such a talent. I really <laughs> seriously, you. it's not every day. So congratulations on Rose. I believe it comes out and it came out in theaters yesterday, the fifteenth. I think it's today, actually. It's today the fifteenth. Oh my gosh, today's the fifteenth. Yes. So here we are. Here we are. Okay. So how are you doing? How are you feeling about everything? Well, I mean, it's it's been a very interesting journey, of course, because I mean, um, uh, I don't know if you're aware that this film is based on my two older sisters. Who, you know, travel. Yes. It's based on a true story, and my older sister has um, suffered from schizophrenia for decades and uh, and I always uh, you know uh, I always thought that one day I would write something about about uh, her and and this illness and um, but I never I could never find 
I never started because I didn't want to write a typical illness story. So yeah. of course, I mean, it, it will, with um, seeing Rose, uh, you know, meeting an American audience now, it's, it, it's really fantastic how they are receiving it. So, um, I mean, we screened it for the first time for an American audience at this uh, really cool film festival in New Jersey called the Lighthouse Film mm -hmm. Festival. And uh, and they ha I think they had to put out extra chairs three times to house the people. Uh, it was the wow. biggest screening they ever had on uh, Surf Island, I think it's mm -hmm. called, outside New Jersey. And um, and the people were like, they gave it a standing ovation. And they were laughing and crying. And I think the Q&A was like an hour. Like, you know, it was insane. Yeah. I, so, I can imagine. <laughs> I mean, I, I laughed and I cried watching it. I mean, I was, I was so moved. I, I, I can't even tell you. I mean, and just, I think it was the, you know, the aspect also of the young boy, Christian, yeah. I believe his name was, yeah, it was the, the aspect of Christian. And just, it just reminds you of how innocent children are and and how adults we we tend to sometimes not all of us obviously but we tend to we get in the way of that and um yeah. god i i loved it i have to say congratulations i was i was just so excited to talk to you and i'm so i'm so happy to hear that everybody felt the same way i mean i i can't imagine otherwise but it must have been emotional for you to make this yeah <laughs> that's mm. for sure i mean both I think both for uh, Sophie Grobbel and also uh, Lena Maria Christensen that plays, mm -hmm. you know, Ellen, to know that they were kind of like um, interpreting my real living sisters, you know, uh, uh, it was enormous responsibility. I think especially for Sophie, of course, to to interpretate to interpretate somebody who who has this illness and who, of course life has not been too easy for so um so it was a tremendous uh, what do you call it strong feeling for us to make a film that would be a good experience for uh, for my sister her real name is man elizabeth uh, that that is inspired that inga is inspired from so okay so I think that, you know, you're always, it's always a big thing to, to shoot a film and, and it's a big thing to make a good film. But mm. I think that when you allow material to get this close to you and to your own family, it just adds a whole extra layer. And I will say that was, because you're always fighting with, is there time enough and money enough to shoot what you want to shoot? But in this case, it was kind of like, ooh, if I fuck this up, I mean, will, they ever, will they ever talk to me again? And, you know, oh, you don't wanna, yeah, 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 I get I mean, it. And, and, you know, how would I tell my, you know, mentally ill sister if, if this film wasn't working and I wasn't mm -hmm. happy about it? I mean, it would just be, I think in the middle of the shoot, I kind of realized what I had, what kind of journey I had started out on. And we shot this, in, you know, during COVID. In 20 oh. we shot it the, the, the fall of 20 in paris and and normandy and denmark and it was it, it was just insane and by all means so it was um i because i i don't actually recall um the protocols over in denmark was it the same as the u.s because the u.s was crazy you had to swab everybody on set every single yeah. day and yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. 
it was all that all that stuff here oh my gosh I mean, it, it was it was really insane i mean it was like we started shooting in september so um uh so uh sorry my computer's doing something weird it's okay right now. no you're good you're good i can hear uh, you and see you fine yeah, yeah but suddenly i couldn't see you because oh <laughs> <laughs> but uh but um um but it was like um yeah, I mean, we were very lucky. We shot in Paris, and mm. and there were Paris had opened up, but then it shut down again. And we shot right in that window. Yeah, I mean, literally, uh, we we went to Normandy, and Paris shut down a few days after, and then we shot in Normandy, and then and then France shut down, and we actually had to charter a private plane to get the whole crew and equipment out of. Uh, from a small airport in Normandy back to Denmark and then Denmark was still open at that time so then we continued shooting there it was like oh my I can't gosh tell you. it was like uh, but it helped us in some way um I think there was two things that helped us was that you know the fact that the film has a subject matter that it does and mm. it has two women in the lead and they're based on like it's a very personal story I think that opened up a lot of doors in mm. France like we were filming, we had the whole of Versailles for ourselves, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like being, being the sun king or queen for one day. Right? It was beautiful, gorgeous, yeah. yeah. And I could tell you, I mean, France is just such a cinematic, loving country. And uh, and uh, we had the situation, the French producer called the CEO of Versailles, who, who happens to be a woman, which is really great. A lot yeah. of women is is in control of the cultural institutions in Paris, which was a big help for us. And they called and said that the stains director wants to shoot a scene in the hall of mirrors <laughs> with a, you know, a mentally ill woman in a, in a wheelchair being pushed mm -hmm. way too fast by a boy. Yes. They take, they take a turn and stop right in front of a 300 year old mirror. And, and she was just saying, she just replied, why not? And wow. Uh, I mean, it was insane. I mean, to wow. shoot, it was insane. And we had, of course, all kinds of security. We had a stuntman lying in front of the mirror and we had ropes in the wheelchair and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. We were, also, we were also the first crew to be allowed to shoot at the Napoleon's, uh, the Dome des Invalides, which is Napoleon's. That's shot in yeah. the wheelchair. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that was kind of the first time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for, for 20 years, I don't think there's been a film crew in there. That's pretty amazing. And that, what you just described, that was a great scene. And, and when it, the, uh, you know, the overbearing, yeah, he's, he's like, Bleh! and then he's the one that gets um, pretty yeah. much attacked and in trouble. That was it, great. That was incredibly that's a, witty. It's a very, very big laugh. Yeah, no, it was, it was great. It was perfect. Um, yeah. Now, did, did your family, did they enjoy this film? Yes, they did. I mean, I think they're really immensely proud of it. And, and I mean, it, but I will say to screen it for, for my sister, my, you know, schizophrenic yes. sister was probably the screening I was most nervous about. Mm. And I had kind of like, I had tried to ease her into it by showing her a, a few scenes while we were editing and that really didn't go well. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> oh. yeah. She was, she was offended she, or she was 
Well, she was upset, and and you know, I think it was strange for her. You know, mm. she was super happy that Sofia Gobel, because Sofia Gobel is is very known actress in in Scandinavia. Yeah. That she was playing her and all of that, but but she got thrown off. I mean, she could not uh, understand her character from seeing three scenes, and uh, right, and she kind of reacted, uh, you know. Uh, angrily and kind of like um, yeah in a quite serious way and and i i must admit i had a moment when i was like um, maybe this is the biggest mistake i ever did oh you know and thinking that that and i thought fuck i mean maybe i've just given her another defeat and uh, and uh, and is, is she even going to be able to deal with this film coming out and all of that it was it was definitely uh, i mean i was down Ah, wow. And, and kind of, yeah. But then I was like, you know, I called her and, and I said to her, you don't have to like the film. It's not your responsibility. I mean, you know, Inga is inspired by you, but she's interpreted by me and my writing and then by Sophie. And mm. you're not responsible. And you don't have to like the film and all of that. But, but it kind of like... Um, so we kind of like made the deal that I was going to come and show the whole film to her. Okay. And when she, and, and, uh, you know, I, never, I mean, she lives five hours outside Copenhagen. So mm -hmm. I had to, you know, of course I live in LA, I'm in Los Angeles now, but I was back. I mean, I have a small place in Copenhagen, so I drove all the way up there. And, um, and it was like the screening I've been most nervous about, you know? Um, Absolutely. But but some kind of miraculous thing happened. I mean, my my girlfriend went with me. She basically had to hold my hand when my sister was watching it. It was like, and then my other sister, of course, was there and her husband, and and they they hadn't seen the film either, and they're also part of it. So it yeah, was, yeah, a big part of it. <laughs> uh, but something magic happened that you know when when there was and and my my older sister she hasn't been to france for like 25 years and it's more than it's like 40 years since she worked there and then suddenly wow. she started translating the scenes in french because my other sister and her husband they don't speak french of course and the scenes at that time when the editing had just locked they were yeah. subtitled oh right Right. And then the, and then in the end, when the film was over, she the first thing she said was that she felt really sorry for Inga, mm. uh, but that she thought it was a really good film. And this is the first time where she kind of differentiated between herself and the character and the movie. And then she talked about the movie with such clarity that it was like, like she wasn't sick. So it was quite, it was quite... Um, a screening, I will say. And then, of course, we finished the whole film and music and everything. And and she came to Copenhagen to, you know, they all came and she yeah. flew over there with her. She has like, kind of like a, a friend nurse that goes with her. And, mm -hmm. uh, sure. And she had a wheelchair, of course. And mm -hmm. uh, and my uh, my uh, brother-in-law, his sons, they're from the north. They're very strong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they, they lifted her up on stage and the whole audience, there was a thousand people that gave her a standing ovation. Wow. Oh my gosh, was she crying? Were you crying? Was everybody crying? I feel like it's so emotional. I think it was like a big crying game. It was really, <laughs> it was like emotional because I mean, this audience uh, for the premiere and Covening, they loved the film so much. They, they, they stood up three times for it. I mean, it was like insane. 
Oh my gosh. Well, I, I really can't wait for everybody to see this in New York and in LA. Really, that's where I am. I'm in New York and I don't know if there is going to be a screening here, but if there is, I would love to see no, it in theaters. Is, uh, the, the film opened in uh, in Regal Cinema down in Union Square. Oh. That's the only, that's, cool. And it runs there from the 15th to the 21st. So, okay. yeah, anybody you can send down there to see it because, okay. you know, it's really hard to run an uh, indie film out these days, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I do. And we have a really good but very small distributor from that's covering Canada, U.S., called Game Theory. And mm. it's just, you know, we, we don't have a big advertising budget. And all, so it's all a grassroots movement. But I know. But I really honestly think that if people saw this film, they would root for it, you know. I mean, it's, I it's so interesting about that. I agree. Really I'm going to spread the word. I've been so bald that, uh, because I mean, I found out it's eligible for the Oscars because it has one week screening in in uh, New York and one week in LA. Yes. So I was like, screw it, I'm I'm submitting it because I'm thinking if anybody deserves a nomination this year it would be Sophie Gobel for mm. that lead. I mean, yes. she's outstanding. I yes. Think. I mean, I she was incredible. She was the perfect... Um, the perfect combination of somebody that you you can kind of laugh. I don't want to say it. you laugh with them a bit, uh, but you really do feel for them because you're like, oh, I'm laughing, but she's not laughing. She doesn't really get why I'm laughing, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was tough. That was emotional. But I, gosh, I can see this winning awards. I don't <laughs> want to like. I mean, I, really, I I can. And I mean, you you just are you are so talented and you are so respected within the industry. I think it's time um, that you have another giant film, you know, uh, like Girl yeah. with the Dragon Tattoo, where you start uh, getting a lot of recognition again. And, and I think this yeah. is this is wonderful. Um, and I did want to add how much I loved that film, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Um, I loved it. And when the U.S. Uh, had their own version, I would tell everybody, like, it's fine, but, like, you have to see the original. You have to see the original because it's just so, it's grittier, you know? Yeah, but I also saw the original, uh, I mean, the original Drank 2 is, is more political as far as uh, for, for, you know, Lisbeth Salander is, like, in the Swedish version, and Nomi Rapace's interpretation is really mm. an iconic character for women. And yes. And it's, I was speaking to somebody the other day, and that's the first time I heard anybody say that the film is really a forewarning of the whole Me Too. I mean, because if you look at Lisbeth's character and you think mm-hmm. about it, it came out in 2010, and you know what the Scandinavian title is not The Girl with the Drunk Tattoo. With, remind me. Men Who Hates Women. Oh, I don't think I knew that. That is the Scandinavian title of the book and the film. Wow, I I had no idea. I had no idea. I, mean, I just got chills. Says it all right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 No. No. Not at all. That that actually really did. Ugh, I mean, I wish somebody would write about it because it's cultural. Uh, you know that the, the film should be relaunched under that name, and it should yeah. because it it contains everything that happens to the me with the Me Too movement. Like say, mm. like say, what seven, eight, nine years later. It it totally um, it totally contains that. Yeah, it has that. It's yeah, built into her character. Mm-hmm. 
You know? I agree. I mean, shoof, my gosh, I think about that movie again. I, I want to watch it later. I want to put my kids to bed and go watch it. Um, <laughs> but really, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And congratulations on Rose. I'm going to spread the word. Hopefully I'm going to be able to go see it this weekend in theaters. Cause like I said, I want to see it on the big screen. I think the movie theater is magical. Yeah. So and I can tell you, it's a beautiful film to see at the theater yes. and, and the music and the sound. So great. I mean, it mm -hmm. is like a trip to Paris. Ah, yes. Cause it was so gorgeous. Well, um, <laughs> thank you so much again. I hope to cross paths with you in the future. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for Bye. So I put the info about the film in the episode notes and yeah, just keep your eyes and ears peeled because it is an amazingly beautiful film. And like I said, I think you're going to hear a lot more about it in the future. Okay, everyone. Thank you for listening to Lauren interviews. I will be back next week with another episode. <laughs>